entrepreneurs, dream makers, and small business titans. I'm Chip Schweiger, and welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur's Accountant Podcast, where you get tips and tricks that can help you level up your company to build value and create a business that goes from seven figures to eight and from eight figures to nine. I'm a CPA in public practice who for the last 27 years has worked with some of the largest companies in America. But I'll tell you, my real passion is in helping entrepreneurs, founders, and business owners like you, because you truly are the crown jewel of our economy. And today I wanna talk about what entrepreneurs and founders should know about private equity. But before I move on, be sure to sign up for email updates at my new website, www.entrepreneursaccountant.com to get exclusive content and tips that allow you to grow your business while enjoying the lifestyle you're entitled to. That's www.entrepreneursaccountant.com. So back to the show. So this week, let's talk about what entrepreneurs should know about private equity. And I think this is really an important subject because at some point in your company's future, you're gonna wanna take chips off the table and go sit on a beach somewhere. Or maybe you simply will have gotten your business as far as you can take it, and it's time to focus your attention on your next venture. Either way, you're gonna be looking at or approached by private equity, and I think that's highly likely. Now, I've worked with private equity firms, portfolio companies, and prospective private equity investments for the last nearly three decades, and I've seen every type of situation and every type of firm. And so I think this talk is gonna be important because I wanna introduce some important concepts that I think you should know. Now, Before we get started, let's address something right out of the box. There's a common misconception that private equity firms are only interested in taking advantage of companies and turning their investments around for a profit as quickly as possible. And like any sweeping stereotype or myth, this is true in some cases, it just is. But while there's unscrupulous PE investors that do exist, this zero-sum view of the industry is pretty much out of touch with reality. Now, I've talked before about financial buyers whose main goal it is to buy companies, fix them, or combine them with other companies and then resell the whole thing at a profit. Not necessarily unscrupulous if you understand that that's their goal and understand that that's the way their business model works. But it also doesn't help with this myth. The reality is that in most cases, private equity firms have the same interests as the portfolio companies they acquire, efficient and sustainable business growth. At its core, the private equity ecosystem has investors who want to return and the funds and private equity firms have the job of creating those returns. This is why the PE industry, as we call it, isn't just a boon to the companies themselves. It's a powerful engine of economic growth particularly during an economic downturn, like the one that we're currently battling and trying to get ourselves out of. And they have the capital to do it. At the beginning of 2020, right when the beginning of the pandemic started, private equity firms had a record $1.5 trillion, that's trillion with a T, of capital ready for investment, sitting on the sidelines, ready to go. As companies continue to struggle with drastically reduced cash flows and uncertain recovery prospects, PE firms are uniquely positioned to offer them crucial support. 
So talk to experts in the field of private equity and they'll tell you that there's strong proof that the private equity industry played an important role in getting the U.S. economy going again as we came out of the Great Recession. The facts are clear on this. I believe, and we already are starting to see this, that this will be the case again as we come out of this pandemic. So three important takeaways for you related to private equity from my experience working in the ecosystem. Number one, private equity helps companies navigate through economic crisis. And here's the facts on that. Private equity-backed companies don't just outperform other businesses over time. They're also better equipped to handle an economic shock like the one caused by COVID-19. Now, according to a 2017 paper published by the National Bureau of Economic Research, companies that had private equity support during the Great Recession maintained their investments at a rate of 5 to 6% higher than those that didn't. Private equity companies were also able to better able to attract lenders while the cost of servicing their debt was lower. And I've talked before about the value of having your debt load be manageable. So another fact, during the Great Recession, private equity backed companies saw an 8% increase in market share over other companies, as well as greater growth in their stock of assets in the years after the crisis, which helped them recover much more quickly. And here's where it really makes a difference. During COVID-19, many private equity firms tightened their focus on supporting existing portfolio companies and their thousands of employees with cash flow projections, assistance on safety, logistics, and human capital, and the development of a post-pandemic recovery plan. Now, the goal here seems to be to ensure that portfolio companies come out of the pandemic stronger and better able to adapt to a new environment, whatever that looks like. Number two, private equity firms and portfolio companies are on the same team. And this is really an important point to hammer home. Although some founders are wary of private equity firms, and I get it, most firms are built around healthy relationships with their portfolio companies. Business owners really have a strong desire to sell those to sell to those private equity firms that they believe are going to respect the business that they built. And it makes perfect sense. You spent your life's work building a business that's not only given you a good living, but also something that you take great personal pride in. Well, private equity understands that. And after all, they're people too. And as many reps as they've been through, they know that the best investments are the ones that have mutual benefit to them. After all, not all in investments uh, are in the stratospheric, I don't know, $100 million range that we hear about and read about. They're actually often closer to $30 million or $40 million, which has a dramatic effect on small and medium-sized business owners and the communities they serve. Another way to think about this is that when private equity and portfolio companies flourish, the private equity firms themselves also flourish. And this is why so many private equity firms want business owners to stay, at least for a while, and want them to maintain equity in the business so that they have skin in the game. Decades of data demonstrate that private equity firms can help portfolio companies outperform their competitors, which means they can improve the overall prospects for a quick and robust economic recovery. 
And look, the most successful private equity firms are capable of supporting their portfolio companies with more than just cash. There are partners who help companies use their resources more wisely, improve their cultures, rationalize their processes, and develop their leadership. Number three, private equity is a vital part of the economy and the capital markets. So between 1998 and 2017, job growth, job growth that is, for all businesses in the United States was 24.7%. But the number of jobs created by private equity-backed businesses increased by almost 60% over the same time period. The difference in sales over this time period was even more dramatic. Just under 27% of all U.S. businesses saw sales increases, but over 103% of private equity businesses uh, saw sales increases. I think it's pretty clear that private equity is a cru critical sector of the economy. And that really goes against the myth that I spoke about before, that private equity firms are somehow in it to simply buy companies and sell them off in pieces to make money. In my experience, that's just not the case. Contrary to the all too common view that private equity firms take over companies and immediately sell them to make a quick buck, the evidence actually demonstrates that they actually focus on sustainable business development. Now, I regularly attend a private equity breakfast once a month with private equity firms, service providers, and companies interested in the private equity environment. It's a kind of private equity college fair, if you will, served over breakfast with coffee and orange juice and the whole thing. Well, lately it's been over a webcast, but, but you look, you get the point. And one thing that I hear at these private equity breakfasts from almost every firm that presents is that these firms are interested in long-term investments. The hold periods have gotten longer before selling, and in many cases, private equity funds make investments into a company with no intention of ever selling. Private equity really has become an alternative long-term investment strategy for so many family offices and wealthy investors. Buy it, fix what needs to be fixed, and then hold it for long-term gains and dividend income. After decades of surging job gains and investments in companies that outperform their non-private equity-backed peers by a huge margin, it's clear to me that the private equity industry has become integral to the modern economy. So to sum it all up, my advice here is to really do your homework if you're a founder and you're thinking about talking with one or more private equity firms. Looking at the firm that you believe will be a good partner to you rather than just merely an investor. And as I've said before on this podcast, but the best practice I've seen from the successful companies who have done it right is to think about partnering with a private equity firm long before you intend to, learn all you can about that firm by talking with other portfolio companies, for instance, develop the relationship as much as possible before the transaction, Get your books in order and record your books and records in order, and you've heard me say that before. And be patient to find the right firm for you that will not only maximize what I call CIF, cash in fist, but will also care about your people, your culture, and your company. Like everything else in life, it simply takes time to do it right. So that's all for this week. 
and I'm truly honored that you've once again chosen to invest your time with me. If you've enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to this podcast so that you'll never miss a future episode. It's easy to do by just clicking on that subscribe button or the follow button. And with that, we'll see you down the road.